back to comic book storylines year two it's episode 53 i'm excited that it is year two because we've heard the last since our anniversary episodes with my special guest big jay if you like what you hear click on that subscribe button you can also reach out to me at Fry the comic book guy on instagram or if you have any questions about what we're going to be discussing about any weeks if you want to look back have any questions about any other topic I thought it'd be fun to start with year two. We covered a lot of Marvel stuff last year, and I wanted to start out with something that I just recently completed, so I wanted to be able to start that. We're going to do the Rebirth um, of the DC graphic novel that was the soft reboot. Reintroduction, reintegration of their universe. And some interesting things started happening in this graphic novel. You got to see some things that kind of questioned what was really going on, what happened, and who was behind it. And it'll be kind of apparent who's behind it and what DC was doing to bring into their universe, to kind of cross over into their universe. And it was very interesting, so if you're fans of The Watchmen, you're going to want to pay a little closer attention to this one because it's some pretty interesting stuff and it's going to be the subject of our next several weeks. Now we start out, it was kind of a clue of what they're doing because it, it was a picture of a watch. And we, fans that are familiar with The Watchmen, you know that uh, some of the characters did have some interesting connections with a watch, and although the title of The Watchmen first of all, but the narrator right off the bat is someone that is familiar to longtime DC readers and he's kind of giving like a clue of what's going on because there is something going on and he starts out by narrating saying that uh, I lost time. Everyone did. Now there seems to be a time gap missing in the New 52 between uh, what was before New 52 and the Rebirth. Now it's also quite connected to the Flashpoint as we've done earlier in uh, the year last year. We had seen that Barry Allen had gone back to change events and when he re- integrated and went back and stopped at it all, it kind of uh, came back to normal. That was a big difference from what they did in the Flash movie. They used a lot of different aspects from the Flashpoint, and they kind of went off on a movie sort of track for that. But in the Flashpoint uh, event in the comic books, Barry Allen set things back the way they were, or for most part, but it kind of was the launching point for what was going to bring everything back to normal after New 52. But some people started noticing something was going on, and one individual in particular was missing, and he's kind of stuck in the middle of uh, the realm of time and everything, and he's also connected to the Speed Force. It ends up being Kid Flash, or Wally West. So he's the narrator kind of speaking here, and he's talking about uh, who can help him, who can bring him back, because he's always been able to find his way home. He's kind of stuck in the, the Speed Force, and he needs to get back. So he reaches out to... Who would be the greatest detective in the DC realm? Of course, we're talking about Batman. And of course, he knows who Batman is, Bruce Wayne. He grew up with Bruce Wayne. But the DC characters, when they did the reboot of the New 52, they lost all their memories of what was going on before. It was kind of like they had this new universe and everything like that. So they didn't remember 
things that happened until after Flashpoint, and some of them didn't remember things at all even after that. But certain individuals they did not remember because things were reboot. It's kind of confusing because things were kind of reboot. Uh, characters ended up being younger, not as powerful, not as experienced during New 52. So Rebirth had to kind of set that all back into motion. So we know that uh, Bruce Wayne is definitely going to be a factor here. Now this is just after Flashpoint. So Bruce Wayne is aware that things were changed. He knows that things were awry. And uh, it's also kind of a blend from the New 52 because he is uh, still going over the events of the uh, Dark Side War and when he sat in the Mobius chair in the New 52 realm. So he's kind of like postulating things with that. But things kind of reboot. And this is kind of like the launching point for the rebirth. So he's in the Batcave kind of going over all the events of everything. Now, meanwhile, there was... Uh, a tragedy in the DC between the New 52 and Rebirth where one of the Supermen had died and uh, one of them had returned so to speak so there was a death of a Superman and not the same Superman was in it it's very confusing I, I know but Bruce Wayne is in the Batcave and Wally is trying to communicate with him and he knows he's forgotten so he just appears to Bruce Wayne and Bruce still doesn't know who he is, so he calls him Barry, and he's like, no, I'm younger than what you would remember, all of, all of you are. Uh, my name is Wally, and uh, the Speed Force immediately tries to pull him back, and his narration talks about how he's getting reeled back into the Speed Force, but he's trying to get everybody to remember. He's like, remember how you got the letter, the letter from your father, from Thomas Wayne? This is how it all got started, Ask Barry. And you kind of see like this little change of events and everything go on, but you do see uh, Bruce gets to see how things happened, where his parents got killed and everything, so he's kind of revisited to that. So it is definitely connected to the Flashpoint, and uh, Bruce goes over to the letter from Thomas Wayne that Barry gave him at the end of Flashpoint, and he's like, okay, so something is definitely going on. So Wally says that he needs to warn his friends before it's too late. He definitely needs to warn other people. Now he pretty much goes back, for those of you that didn't know who Wally West was, he kind of goes through his origin and everything, on how uh, uh, his uh, Barry Allen's wife Iris had a nephew who was secretly a Flash fan, and they finally admitted who Flash was. He'd finally shown who Flash was, and he became Kid Flash through similar an accident that uh, made Barry get the uh, powers of the Flash too through the Speed Force, and uh, how they were all connected. So he goes through how he became Kid Flash, how he was in the Teen Titans, on how Crisis on Infinite Earths happened, and Barry died, and he became the new Flash and events during New 52 and Flashpoint. And he does say how something ended up changing things. And he says, but what it's called, what was called Flashpoint was created a powerful and devastating butterfly effect. The Flashpoint resulted in a complete rewriting of reality. In this new reality, Thomas Wayne became Batman after watching his son Bruce get gunned down. Barry set things right, but someone outside of time watched it all happen. Someone saw history unravel when Barry first created the Flashpoint, and when history came back together, they attacked, and our timelines reformed. Someone stole ten years from us, a decade removed like it was a Jenga piece. I don't know exactly how or why, but it changed everything. Heroes that were legends became novices. Bonds between them were weakened and erased. Legacies were destroyed. A darkness from somewhere has infected us, and it has for a long time now. And I think even before the flashpoint. But no one knows this but me. And there's a blue lightning strike and a hand coming through it. And that's all we're shown of that. And then we see uh, 
Wally goes to his next connection. It is a character named Johnny Thunder. Now, long, 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 long time DC fans will remember Johnny Thunder was part of the Justice Society. He had this genie Thunderbolt, and he had these powers, and he was quite effective with the Justice Society over the years. But now he's an old man in a retirement home, but Barry, but, uh, Barry and the rest of the speedsters kind of had like this connection to him over the years. So Wally tries him next. He... He appears to him, says, I don't know long, how long I have. History may have been stolen. Your friends weren't completely lost because the Justice Society was kind of like lost in the shuffle of the reboot and everything. And he's telling uh, Johnny Thunder to use the genie, which gave him his powers, find the Justice Society. And Johnny Thunder's like, that's all I've been trying to do. And uh, see, Johnny Thunder's, he's in this retirement community and he's on the run trying to escape. But the orderlies come and connect him right after Wally disappears. So he's trying to get his powers back, but he doesn't have access to it because he doesn't actually have the genie. So they all think he's completely insane. So Wally is still stuck in the speed force and he's trying to find somebody else to talk to. Now while that's going on, there's people in Gotham City and in Metropolis, there's police officers that are trying to work together with a case with a new lady that just kind of appeared. They don't know who she is and she says she's come here to speak with Superman. And they're like, yes, I am a friend of his. And they're like, you know, we don't really believe you. Superman's been missing. And she goes, well, I'll wait until he comes back. And she goes, do you think this is a joke? The Justice Society says he could be dead. And uh, she's just going back and forth. And then they talk about how uh, what she had on her. She didn't have any weapons on her. But she they show an evidence ring that shows a legion of superheroes from the future ring. So we know that that lady is Saturn Girl, because she's blonde, kind of looks like it. It ends up being Saturn Girl has come back from the, the future as well to kind of throw things into the mix. Now we go see another part of the uh, rebooted everything. Uh, there's a kid that's looking for Ray Palmer, who we, who we know is uh, deep inside. He's uh, Professor Palmer. He's the Atom. And uh, we see that uh, there's a kid trying to find him, and it's a kid named Ryan. Now, we know Ryan is one of his students, and he leaves a message for him saying that things have changed. I shrank down uh, beyond atomic to see that uh, I've discovered something that is pretty unbelievable. I need you to use this device to come and get me, because if I haven't come back by now, there's something that you need to help me with that'll save the entire universe, and you need to come and help me. So he looks and sees that uh, Dr. Palmer has left him a device that can help him shrink down too. Let me go see another combination of characters. Uh, if you remember the new Blue Beetle reboot movie, uh, we see a character named Jamie come along, but he's also hanging out with a guy named Ted Cord. Ted Cord was the the original Blue Beetle, and if you remember my episodes on the death of Superman and Doomsday, Ted Cord was the Blue Beetle at that current time, uh, and it's kind of like a passing the mantle uh, from Jamie on, uh, from Ted on to Jamie. He's the Blue Beetle now, and uh, they uh, kind of have this exchange. And then Doctor Fate shows up to talk to Ted Cord, and uh, he's pretty much telling him uh, there's uh, something amiss in the universe. Uh, I believe the the Blue Beetle 
scarab that's on this new blue beetle is xenotechnology and uh, you're playing with magic now and ted cord's like oh it's magic so this book didn't just deal with the flashpoint and events that are going to lead into watchmen and everything it was kind of like this one big giant send-off point onto all the new books you show a lot of the different characters that are part of rebirth kind of figuring out where they are in the time and mess and everything like that and we see this cloaked figure lady she is walking in an alley and she's talking to somebody uh i won't hide what you have done i will uh i need to tell everybody the heroes of this universe are going to come back uh, their hope devotion their love for another another they're going to vanquish what you've done uh they will prove me wrong uh they will prove that you're nothing more than a, a lonely cruel monster and as they're saying that she explodes in a very familiar way so it looks like what uh Dr. Manhattan did to Rorschach at the end of the Watchmen miniseries. She exploded in the same way. Now, Wally is still trying to go through the Speed Force. He's still trying to find somebody to anchor onto. And we see an event, uh, all of the heroes that are kind of left after the, the reboot, they're surrounding this one space where like, they're trying to keep the press and everything away from finding out that the Superman of, of the uh, reboot has died. And all the heroes are kind of just like pondering what's going on. And then we see that uh, there's a the other Superman with Lois Lane and the young Jonathan Kent because they had a family. Uh, it's part of the reboot. He's He wants to go off and make sure everything is set right. We know Superman. He's the Boy Scout. Uh, we see several other characters kind of like be reintroduced and uh, things kind of go off on their own in the different series. It's too much to to even go into. Needless to say that uh, all of the Rebirth series kind of branch off from this book. And then we see a familiar character to Wally. Uh, he, uh, she ends up being his wife. His, her name's Linda. And he tries to anchor on to her. Before we see what happens after this, we're going to take a brief commercial break. And when we come back, we'll continue with what happens when Wally meets Linda again. But she doesn't know who he is because Wally was lost in the Speed Force between the reboots. She doesn't know who he is. Nobody knows who he is. So he's trying to anchor on to her, but she denies him. And then kind of, you know, he tries to anchor on to her, but the Speed Force brings her back in. And he's saying, please remember me. Please remember who you were, everything. So he ends up kind of diving back into the Speed Force. And he's trying to anchor on to anybody that he can. He goes to several individuals that he's worked with on and off, bad guys and good guys, throughout the years. He tries to appear to Captain Boomerang in prison. He tries to pass to uh, try and find Cyborg, tries to go to Dick Grayson, his Nightwing, and he's not having any success. And he sees that there's another Wally West in an alternate universe that gets his powers. So he tries to anchor on to him. That doesn't happen either. So he's trying to find... Uh, Flash, Barry Allen, and Flash is doing his hero thing, and he tries to appear to him. He appears before Barry. Barry doesn't know who he is, and he's telling him, you guys, everybody forgot things. Someone has infected everything. History is wrong. You guys all forgot about me. You forgot about yourselves. And Wally starts losing connection, and Barry kind of reaches out with the Speed Force, and Wally's like, uh, you know, you've saved me so many times. I need to save you guys. And right right before Wally disappears, Barry instantly, like he suddenly remembers, reaches into the speed force and pulls Wally out. 
And he goes, I'm back, I'm back. And Barry instantly remembers him. And uh, they start talking about, uh, how do you, do you remember me? And Flash is like, I remember all of it now when you first came to meet me, all the adventures you've had, everything. So then we go to, uh, we see them kind of walking along near a uh, city, and they're talking about the Flashpoint. He goes, I've had a different life before Flashpoint changed it all. I didn't just disappear with the Teen Titans. It's harder to harder to remember. I'm not really sure. I tell Barry how the Flashpoint history changing and everything. And he goes, Barry says, are you sure this isn't my fault? And Wally goes, it wasn't Barry. It was something else. It was someone else. And we look up into the sky and it's blue lightning and Wally is telling everybody that something changed but he's right in front of Barry and he goes Barry something changed everything it wasn't just you the flashpoint didn't change anything someone else did and you're kind of going huh who is it I mean we all kind of had a suspicion who it was you know blue lightning blue hand and everything like that so then we go to the bat cave and Wally is still talking as the narrator and he goes whoever they are they did this for a reason I think they took years from us to weaken us they struck deep at our hearts and Barry's like, was it Thon? And he goes, no, it wasn't Reverse Flash. They're more powerful than Reverse Flash, more powerful than even Darkseid. There's a force out there we've never met. Now, while this is going on through several different pages, Batman kind of turns around and he's looking in the Batcave and he's wandering around and he uh, notices something in the Batcave. So then this is while the narration is still going on. There's a... And Wally continues, there's a force out there we've never met. There's going to be a war between hope and despair, love and apathy, faith and disbelief. And he continues to say, when I was outside of time, I felt their presence. I tried to see who it was. I couldn't, and I know they're out there. They're waiting to attack again for some reason. I can feel it. Even more now, Barry, we are being watched. And as that happens... Batman pulls out something that was shining from him in a corner of the Batcave, and it ends up being a longtime followers of the Watchmen see that it ends up being the comedian's smiley button that has the blood already on it. So you're wondering, what the heck is going on here? Now there's a special epilogue to this rebirth. We see it uh, start off on Earth from space and go to Mars. And we all know from reading The Watchmen who was on Mars. We see a broken watch on the ground. It's suddenly lifted up and taken apart and put back together. And then suddenly a, another narrator comes in and he starts talking with a blue box. Barry and Wally had uh, orange and red because they're in flash and everything like that. So this new character has a uh, blue narration box and it starts out with it all worked out in the end. In the end question mark nothing ends Adrian. Nothing ever ends. And then the clock inside the, the watch it zooms into the watch and it ends up turning from just like a basic white color. It starts turning to a yellow color and then the next page, it's a clock that has the uh, exact looking like of the comedian's uh, smiley face button, and it has the blood on it. And the bottom says, the clock is ticking across the DC universe. So it's pretty ominous right now of who's doing it and why they're doing it. Now we're going to keep going for a little bit. We're going to start talking into the button next, which was a Batman and... 
a flash event, but that was just the rebirth of that, and there are several months in between. So there's a lot going on in there as well. So we're going to continue in discussion today with the first two issues of the button. Uh, you can get it in a graphic novel format or in the four issues that they had out. Now we start out with Saturn Girl is in Arkham Asylum, the lady that we saw mysteriously appear and ask for Superman in the Rebirth. Now she's in Arkham Asylum, and she's trying to uh, tell everybody that she knows what's going to happen. They're watching a hockey game, and she knows the events that are going to happen, and she's kind of like, make it stop, Superman won't come, our friends will die, the Legion will die. So you already know that she's kind of having issues dealing with being back in the time frame. Let me go right immediately to Batman in the Batcave. He's really trying to examine that button. He's got every view screen that he has in the Batcave looking at it, and he's staring at it while he's watching a hockey match where Saturn Girl's predicting that somebody's going to die. And throughout the next three pages, you see that that guy does end up dying. But Batman turns off the monitors and puts the button down next to a very familiar mask, the Medusa mask. We've seen Psycho Pirate use this before. Now, Psycho Pirate's been in a few different events. So he puts the button next to Psycho Pirate's mask, and something happens where there's a reaction and a blast of energy throws Batman backwards. So then he calls Flash. And he says, the bloody button we found in the cave after Wally appeared, I was looking over again and had a reaction to Psycho Pirate's mask. So he's like, okay, can you come and see me? And he goes, okay, I'll be there in a minute or two. And then there's a timer that's counting down from how long it's going to take Flash to get there. Now there's a lot that goes on in between that time that Flash shows up and right now. But Batman turns around and says, oh, you said you'd only be a minute. But then he turns around and gets punched. And the person says, quite the reverse, actually, because he's not obviously the Flash. It's the reverse Flash. Thawne uh, Thon is back. So uh, he says my, who his name was and everything. I have been dead for some time. I should be dead for some more time. But a power, it woke me. It called out for me. And I am resurrected. So Batman immediately starts attacking, and Thawne is obviously too fast for him and everything, but Batman will regain the edge sooner or later. But up until then, there's a narration. He's beating the crap out of Batman, and he goes over to the letter that Flash brought to him from the end of Flashpoint and tears up the letter. Now, Batman gets infuriated by it. Uh, he's talking about uh, how he knows what happened before uh, he died uh, with the world, a message sent across time, a letter to to your dead son, Thomas, because he knows, you know, obviously he was there during the Flashpoint. So he tears up the letter in front of Bruce, and Bruce gets very angry at this. Now, Thawne is vibrating so that Bruce can't touch him, but he knows from the Flash's powers that you can't stand still when you blur unless you're anchored to something touching the ground. So Bruce notices that his foot is not vibrating. So he ends up stabbing him right in the foot to keep him in the ground and starts wailing on him and ends up uh, knocking the crap out of him. But before that, uh, Thrawn knocks him out, knocks him unconscious. And then uh, right before he's about to kill Batman, he goes over and picks up the button. And then he says, what is the mystery of this button? And he disappears in this blue flash. And then there's four panels where he disappears. And all of a sudden, he reappears. And he says, God, I saw God. And he ends up dying. It's uh, He's covered in this blue lightning, and he's just faded away, and he ends up dying right on the floor. And Flash comes back saying, hey, I'm sorry, I was late. 
I was uh, I wasn't in time. Was I too late? And he sees Bruce is passed out next to the dead, just skeleton body with the costume on it of Reverse Flash. So you're already seeing something weird is definitely going on here. Something's connected. Then we go back. We see Johnny Thunder trying to get his powers back. He's up on the roof during a thunderstorm saying, where are you, Thunderbolt? Come back to me. The, the, the orderlies think he's absolutely insane. And to people that wouldn't know what's going on, think he is insane because Wally visited him during the Rebirth book, and he's trying to get him to get his powers back. And he's screaming things like, we lost a justice society. It's all my fault. And uh, we go back to the Batcave where uh, Bruce and uh barry barry is a, a criminologist so he's turned the bat cave into a crime scene trying to process the scene and batman being the detective that he is that he tries to help but he was really injured by reverse flash so he's up in his room with bandages and everything on while barry tries to process the scene and he's talking to bruce through their headsets and everything like that and uh he's uh just looking around trying to figure out what to do and he goes, I thought Thawne was dead, uh, and I don't know why he's here. Um, he was recalling how he talked about how uh, the Flashpoint and everything and him killing his mom again was called the Revenge in Reverse. And he says, for years I worried he'd kill someone else close to me, but now he doesn't know what's going on. So he goes, uh, Thawne's death doesn't change what he took from me, and it isn't justice. If someone could kill him, there's no telling how much power they possess. Now we're talking about who took Thon and made him reappear and then killed. And he said Thon was a speedster, but his real power was how he could race through time to manipulate events to satisfy his own needs. And my abilities come from the speed force, but his pulse through his own creation, a negative speed force. That's why he's called the reverse flash. And uh, he's trying to figure out and piece together what happened to make him do that? So he finds Alfred, and Alfred's looking over the Batcave surveillance equipment, but it is pretty damaged. And he said the lightning from Thon is trying to, you know, it, it definitely uh, blew things out of proportion. So they can't look at a video representation. So Flash goes up to Bruce's room, and now he's on his bed covered in bandages and scrapes and bruises and stuff. And he's talking to Bruce, and he said, uh, Reverse Flash said he saw God, and he goes, yes, with a capital G. And then Barry says, uh, Thawne was more of a man of science than faith, even if he disappeared for only a few moments with his speed. And he goes, I know how fast he was. And with his time-traveling abilities, those moments would have been days for him. And uh, maybe he crossed all time and space before he was killed. And maybe it was something that he saw. So they're trying to piece together if it is first really him and he's not messing with them yet again. So they're trying to get a DNA sample. And then they start talking about the button. And he goes, we researched that button for months and found nothing. Because there is a time gap between the events in Rebirth and the time frame for the button. Several months in between. So they had a lot of time to think about it. And they're talking about how the, the blood didn't match any DNA samples they had anywhere on the planet. So they're, they're thinking, was it a ghost? Who was it? What could it have possibly have been? So Barry says, you know, there, there is something we can do. I need to uh, find a different way to approach this. I'm going to have my own investigation. You need to stay here and rest. If I need anything, I'll let you know. So Barry goes to the Watchman, uh, the Watchtower of the Justice League. Yeah, yeah, Watchman, Watchtower Watchman. He goes to their vault. Now they have a vault where they put everything that they have secured from 
uh, different missions. It's kind of like a uh, uh, lost and found, so to speak, with different machines and things that they couldn't figure out what it was. Uh, he wishes that they had brought the button up there instead to study it and everything. And uh, Barry goes over to the corner and it has something underneath the machine. Something who anybody that is a Flash fan and knows the Crisis on Infinite uncovers the cosmic treasure. Most of you that haven't listened to the Crisis on Infinite podcast episode, Barry and all the speedsters have this cosmic treadmill. They go fast enough they can traverse universes. That's how they used to cross over from all the different births during the, the uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, back before the first reboot happens. And uh, Barry gets ready to step on the, uh, the treadmill, and Bruce comes full Batman gear saying, I'm going to help. And he's like, with your injuries, you can't be a part of this. You know, I, I really need to do this on my own. And he's like, you're not a speedster, so how am I going to hold on to you during this? So he's like, enough out of you. Let's just get on this cosmic treadmill, and we're going to investigate this. Well, that's where we're going to leave it off with this. We're going to jump right back to the second part of the now it's 